Your sensors have detected the USS Trexan sci-fi with Captain Rico at the helm. This is Angela and Jen, ready for transport, Captain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Trex in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Trex and Sci-Fi. This is Rico, and we're doing another Patreon, uh, uh, well, at least in the U.S., a, a holiday weekend Patreon visit uh, over Skype with uh, with a couple of Patreon supporters of the show. I, I have Mark Daniels, who you'll know from, from all of his amazingly great classic sci-fi films of, of you know, days gone by, although I don't feel like they're all that long ago they were. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Good, good. Really glad you could make it. Uh, and we have Quinn from across the river from me. Hi, Quinn in Canada. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Good, good. All right. Well, today, uh, this will go out. We're recording it on Saturday. It's the 28th today, but it'll go out tomorrow. It's going to be show 796. And uh, the plan for the three of us today, I think some other people are off doing all their holiday shopping or putting up Christmas lights or whatever they're doing. But um, the this is just a small group of us today. But we're going to talk about the recent um, episodes of Star Trek Discovery along with uh, The Mandalorian show. So I will uh, – here's the spoiler warning for you guys, since especially since a couple of episodes just came out in the last few days of these. Uh, we are going to talk – you know, we'll talk a little bit about overall what, what, um, what we're thinking of these seasons so far – but also some specifics. So, spoiler warning for you: if you're not caught up on on either of these shows, uh, just just uh, don't listen. <laughs> Come back later and listen when when you have watched it, because especially I think uh, in recent uh, Mandalorian episode, maybe a little bit in Discovery. But if you're not caught up, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on in these shows that we don't want to spoil for you guys. So, there's your warning. And uh, first off, let's just. Let me ask, let's start with Mark, since he hasn't been here before, we'll go there first, but let's start with Star Trek Discovery, uh, season three now, Mark. Let me, uh, let's put it this way, and then, and then Quinn, uh, you can go after Mark, but I want to know what, what do you, what's your general feeling of this season, and, and how does it compare to the other seasons? Uh, and give me just so your general thoughts on the show. I'm digging this third season. I really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm glad to see the gang is all back together now. The first couple episodes were, yeah. were kind of, um, when Burnham was by herself, you didn't know which way it was going to go. But when the gang got back together, it was really, really, really good. And, um, I think that this season, it's building towards a, it's going to be an epic end. But as compared to season one or two, I like all three of them, but this, this is going to be a really good season. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. What did you, uh, did, um, what what was your thoughts on when like the end of season two they were going to go to the future? I mean, were you kind of excited by that? Did you think it was uh, like oh now what's going to happen, or or were you 
you know, they seem to have done very different, you know, season one was very different than season two. And now season three is very different than the others. Where, what, what did you think about that idea to go way I was into the looking, future? I, I was looking forward to seeing this third season because it seems like every season of Discovery is a little bit different, like you said, from the next one. And they're going to go 930 years into the future. So what is the future going to look like? I mean, are, is well, now yeah. we know that the Federation has been pretty much dissolved. But what are the ships going to look like? What are the uniforms going to look like? Are the Klingons still around? Are the Romulans still around? There's a whole universe of things that they could uh look at and it's like oh boy this is gonna be good yeah yeah i i agree i i I think i I feel that way pretty much too i've talked about it on the on the podcast off and on but um quinn uh, let's go over to you what do you what do you think about these discovery the previous seasons do you like this one more or less than the other seasons what are your thoughts so far you know i think it's very different from the other two a while but one was Klingon Cedric, that was the first one. The other one was they were I guess it was chasing down their Red Queen or whatever for whatever reason and found out, Oh, I know who that is. That's my mom. Yeah. And then she shows up spoiler alert, they shows up on the season from was it two days? Yeah, two days ago. Oh, that person comes up, well, that's my mom, too, <laughs> which I found somewhat unusual, yeah, she keeps, but oh, well, she keeps, it is what it is. She keeps popping up, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. that, was a, that was a surprise. You, 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 you try know. to get away from your mom. I went 930 years to get away from maybe yes or maybe not, and then she pops up at the most unlikeliest place or whatever, but yeah. I guess that's my parents. Parents know where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did uh, were you? Uh, have you liked the uh, the the way this season's working out with the crew yeah, and all that? Okay, yeah, but yeah. See, Burnham does kind of follow her own drummer, whatever. She's not one for following or I guess she's not really Federation or she does say I'm I'm not going to follow a direct order from my captain. I'm going to do what I want to do, and then obviously. She, she goes on and then yeah. she suffers the consequences or not consequences. And she does seem to be the beforehand. It used to be the captain who was the main character. Now we have the first officer or science officers who's the main character or whatever. So I guess you win the captain. The only person would be the admiral or whatever. And they didn't obviously the captains, but the obviously the admiral was, let's say, Hundreds of light years or whatever, so you can disregard them or whatever. But when someone's standing right in front of you and say a direct order, and then you disregard it, it's somewhat yeah different or whatever. Than yeah, I, I get it a little. I think I, I think they, you know, the only thing I would say about that is I hope they don't keep doing that too much. You know, you don't. She can't just every week go off and do whatever she feels like doing if she's still yeah. going to be part of Discovery. The, she's done that twice. The other she thing that I, I, I kind of felt like about, you know, she talked about she had she jumped to the future and she was there a whole year before the ship. Yeah. The only thing I felt about that, and I, I, I could understand a year being seeming like a long time of, you know, but how long basically she's been in Starfleet for what, like? What do we guess about ten years, maybe or yeah. more, or something like that? Years. So you would, you kind of would think that 
just being apart from everyone for a year wouldn't like, I know she's in the future and removed from everything, but I think it almost would have been better if she had been there like three, four, five years of, of well, that. You know, one of the, one of the things I was thinking about when that all came out was you guys all, did you guys both see, you're all caught up on like Avengers movies and Marvel movies and that stuff. Yeah, you, well, yeah. So you know how, you know how in Black Widow, but well, you know how Infinity, that. Infinity War, and then Endgame, there was a five year, remember the big thing at the very yeah, beginning? Yeah, the five year gap. So yeah, right. I think... I think you got to be careful with like, oh, it's only a year gone by, like, because because the Avengers did it like, hey, five years got went by and everyone was pretty messed up. You know, they were all kind of like depressed. They were all like, you know, caps go into that little help group and everything with, you know, whatever. But I mean, I, I feel like with Burnham, I don't know, just being gone for a year, you know, away from the crew, it's like she keeps talking about, oh, I'm not the same person. And I'm like, in a in a year and you were in starfleet for 10 years i i don't know i it's a little hard i mean she's always been a bit of a rebel anyway but um yeah. i don't know what well, do you not, think about that mark do you think no, do you, not only that she was raised by vulcans where's the vulcan discipline that was grilled <laughs> into her as a kid then she goes to starfleet academy yeah. and then she rises to the rank of commander so that's discipline her whole life and then she just a year just loses it all? Yeah, there's a good point. It's a good point. She she's she you know, the Vulcan stuff only seems to pop in now and then, you know what I mean, you know, and, and she's if if anything, she she seems a lot less controlled than you would think. Yeah. Being on Vulcan yeah. her, you know, growing up, going to Starfleet Academy and all that stuff. I mean, again, I I I I, I get her thinking that some of these things she does, she feels like she's doing them for the greater good, but just her way of going about it, you know, like if she had a little more Spock Vulcan logic in her, she would have, she would have gone to Saru more and, and, mm -hmm. and like, basically like in TOS, you know, uh, Spock would have just said, captain, I think we need to do this. And he would say a few things and Kirk would just say, okay, let's do it. I trust you kind of a thing. You know, like I kind of, I get why Saru doesn't want to buck this baby version of starfleet that's there you know that they're kind of like they're trying not to they don't want to make waves because they feel like you know they're the new kid a little bit and saru wants to kind of go along but i think it could have been handled better i think when they went off after book i think that episode probably maybe could have been like where discovery went and did it you know mm -hmm. it, I, I think the end would have justified the means they brought back that important data i think mm -hmm. saru kind of could have been convinced otherwise, you know, I, it's kind of to me, like, are they just trying to make her this little rebel character? I guess, I guess that's going to have limitations. She can't keep doing that. You know, like if she does it one more time, <laughs> I mean, oh, she's out. Yeah. She's out if she does it. Well, it's just like yeah. the Admiral said, he, she should have came to Saru and said, Saru, would you present this to the Admiral? And then the Admiral says, no. And then you go on the, on the mission. You don't, you know, you got to walk through the steps. That's yeah, I, I mean, where's the Vulcan discipline? Yeah, I, I think I think that was pushing it a little bit. I, I mean, she's obviously attached to book. I mean, that's that's clear now and, yeah. and everything. But but the but just jumping off and doing whatever she wants to do every week, you know, not every week, obviously. But I, I think when she was made first officer, you know, I, I think it would have been almost better. And this is just, you know, second guessing all these writers and everything. And who knows? But I think she was obviously torn anyway, right? She, you could tell she didn't necessarily not want to do that. Well, it was like, you, you should have been more upfront and said, Saru, I don't think I can really do this. 
You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like to become his number one and then to kind of the next week go behind his back was kind of bad. You know, that was bad a lot of ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, but I mean, it, we'll see how it goes, how the season turns out. I, I, I'll, I'll let you guys, I mean, I like this season a lot. I think actually it's ter- turning into my favorite. Um, I think there's, I think we just had episode seven and I think there's 13 total. So there's so six. So we're about a little more than half halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do a little bit more on discovery. More specifically, um, I'll go back to you, Mark. What is there anything um, like we were just talking about? Is there anything in this season that you particularly like or dislike? And also, two questions, kind of any anything you like or dislike specifically about this season. And uh, is there a like a standout episode or anything of this season that you really liked more than others or anything like that. Just a little bit more on what, what you're feeling for this season and, and that. I re- I, I'm enjoying this season. I really, yeah. I really like it. The thing, there's a couple things that stand out to me. Remember when they were in the mirror universe and Tilly had a, uh, her counterpart was a captain. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. That was funny. Yeah. It was really good now because she's now she's now heading towards a captaincy now. She's the first officer of Discovery now. Right. So she's on the path to being a captain, and I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you didn't think thing, you didn't think necessarily that there would be somebody else in the crew that'd be like, "Hey, what about me? I'm like a <laughs> lieutenant commander," she, and you know, and she gets promoted to first officer over everybody in the entire crew. Well, they did make a big they did make a point, although I'm assuming it's going to stick. They made a point that he he said it's like temporary acting first officer. Like yeah. maybe it's not we'll see how it goes kind of a thing, right? Yeah, you know, temporary but I, I'm on probation or Yeah, yeah, okay, well, but that's a good point. All right, what else Mark on uh, this season or any particular episodes that that, you know, grabbed Since you? this season started, I've always, you know, when they came in and then the burn destroyed all the, you know, destroyed all the dilithium and my whole, when I first thought of that, no dilithium, where's the Romulans? Right. Yep. Yeah. Where's the Vulcans? Because we already see the Andorians. We already see the Orions. Um, have we seen Tellarites yet in the future? I think they had some like Tellarites even in the first episode. I mean, I think they're what they've been doing is kind of changing the look of them. I mean, I don't know if they think a thousand years is going to change how species look that much. I mean, I, I think that's a kind of pushing it, truthfully. I mean... You know, but I mean, thousand years humans, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're more evolved only because basically we have better food, better medical, better, you know, all these things have made Mm -hmm. people bigger, taller, whatever. But a thousand years, people didn't really look that different. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I think we've seen them. And I mean, we've seen Romulans now in in the most recent episodes. So, uh, you know, with with the the unification of Vulcan and and Romulan, you know. So so. are we... Has has Romulus been destroyed in this timeline? No, it shouldn't be. I don't think. I don't think it's okay. destroyed. So, but, it, but I mean, they didn't really go into a lot of background there on the Romulans. They all they say is they've unified with, you know, the Vulcans, right? And they, yeah. and, they and they're so, just they're all kind of living together. <laughs> well, it didn't seem so harmonious, you know, based on that episode at least. Yeah, it it, it, it seems uh, like they're still a little touchy, you know, even after hundreds of years of living together. But um, but yeah, is there um anything um uh anything else about this season or any any episodes or any uh specific cells? Um, the chief engineer off of the, they picked her up in season two. I love her character. 
Oh, the her the actress is uh, Nataro, Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna need something to drink. Yeah, I I enjoy the interrogation scenes. Yeah, that was back. fun. That was fun when they got to Federation headquarters and they all had to like get talked to and 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 basically like you know, <laughs> yeah she she didn't she didn't take much from them. You know, it was kind of like yeah. And Giorgio is great. I yes. love her character. Yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised that that they ended up taking her into the future out of, out of the whole group. I I thought that that wouldn't necessarily happen. I mean, she's obviously pretty attached to Michael. But um, all right, let's shift over to you, Quinn. What? What? Um, yeah. Anything specific yeah. about the 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 what's happened this season? I do season? have a few questions. So, yeah. if Romulus and Remus were separate planets from Vulcan, how did how did he get from one? Did they take the entire population of Romulus and Remus all the way over to Vulcan? Is that how it worked, or are they on three separate planets? That's it. I don't think they in this in this current incarnation that we haven't gotten enough information to answer that. Yeah, well, I, I don't think. Okay, my my, my assumption would be that it would be a unification of both all the worlds, and maybe some would go all live the there. Together, and, so they're not all on one planet. Yeah, it, you know, they, think about it. When countries were formed on Earth, even you know, they would yeah. all eventually kind of. Okay, I'd like to live on Vulcan, maybe, and then I'd right. like to live on Romulus or whatever. And eventually, right. hundreds exactly. of years would go by, and there's probably like yeah. Romulans on Vulcan and Vulcans on Romulus, you know, that kind of thing. I, I think. Right. I mean, but, the, but Did we, they we don't know for sure. Or not? Well, we ha- I don't I don't we haven't seen much of that in in, in this yeah. in this series. They've only mentioned yeah. them on that 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 movie. What the Nemesis, the very last movie. Yeah, Nemesis. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, well, they look a lot different. So if we run into yeah, those, they they obviously look they look like uh, to me they look like big vampires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that, I just had a few questions about stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. And then sometimes George, if you if uh, what you could do what I you know one good site that I use a lot when I'm doing the podcast is um, go to Memory, Memory Alpha. Alpha. Memory Alpha, yeah, and and try yeah, to see. It's a little tricky with all the, you know, hey, you've got the Kelvin universe with the movies and you've got the the TV timeline and Discovery's now in the future. So I don't right. think we know, we certainly don't know everything about the status of all these different groups right. in the future. Like yeah. Mark mentioned, you know, I think everybody's really anxious to see the Klingons, especially mm-hmm. you know, because they've su- they've been such a big part of um, of of star trek and the history you know i mean one one of the first questions i would have asked and i don't know it's always a question when they do a tv show like this you don't want to have you want to have um the explanations of things come out organically you don't want to really sit them down in a room and have like when they when they finally ended up at starfleet you know okay we're gonna have a powerpoint now and tell you the status of all of the (laughs) the member worlds like Question one would be like they've alluded to it that there aren't a lot of members in the Federation anymore. But you know the the you know w- the fact that the Vulcan essentially this new new planet that they've named, you know, is not part of the Federation is is pretty shocking, really. I mean, it's it's a founding world. Um, exactly. So They're the Klingons the maybe the Klingons are part of the Federation now, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. the a small mm-hmm. the small compressed down federation that they have in starfleet yeah i'd be interested to see where the borg fits in 
after all this. Oh, stuff. if they run into Where the Borg at all, I, I yeah. part of me kind of hopes that they just sort of leave that alone for at least for yeah. right now. I mean, yeah, I'd, well, I'd rather exactly. Whoopi, that I would said too much. That, yeah, I mean, one it, of the things that you thought were friendly are enemies, and one of the things like Borgs are now the new good guys, and someone else is the bad. You know, you do a flip. Yeah. So the Borg are the good guy, and one of the people who were friends or whatever allies and now the enemy or whatever just like you know that mirror mirror stuff yeah well i think they're definitely pointing to since they keep talking about the burn i think they're definitely right. pointing to somebody did that that wasn't just a natural right. thing that happened right. somebody did it and, and right. I, I i have a feeling that this season is heading towards who did it why did they do it and what does it mean right. i mean but the yeah. weird thing about it is to me if it was it if it was something like uh, an alien race that was saying, "Hey, how can we wipe out all these people? You know, all all the Federation and all that." Well, let's blow up all their dilithium, right? But it but it's been what a hundred years, so no one sort of swooped in and filled the filled the void, yeah. right? Like like if, like let's just say hypothetically, if it was the Borg, I mean, they're when they wiped out pretty much all of Starfleet, they could have swooped in then. Well, well, what happened? Why didn't you know, and if it's not, you know, if it is, like I say, somebody did it, some group or somebody did that, what was the purpose? Did they just want to wipe them out? Because, again, you would think that that, like, you'd invade or something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or maybe it was natural. But I I kind of don't think it's natural because they keep talking about it. It didn't start, you know, it didn't happen all at the same place. It wasn't a natural phenomenon. And also, if they just just. I, I think that's not going to be very good drama if it's just like, oh yeah, dilithium sort of has an expiration date and it, and it blows up eventually or whatever. Um, I still am a little confused on the dilithium thing, which is I've been talking to some of my other friends about this. Is the if it blew up on all the ships a hundred years ago, that they, they still seem to actually be using it, right? Yes, it, it's like they have, people, uh, they have people scavenging for it. Yeah, it's like, and would if you want to? Why did the discovery supply explode? <laughs> Well, well, well. Okay, something happened a hundred years ago to make a bunch of it blow up. Some of it didn't blow up, right? So, w- did it only? You know, like I guess I would be running around in a starship that's that's basically has dilithium in it would kind of scare me every day. Like, are we gonna blow up? That's that's the part I don't get. Is there was there like an, a more stable version that they feel like that won't go off or whatever? I the fact that they they're still using it and it's very valuable is. A little, I know that that you know this recent episode especially, you know they've been playing around with well we, they tried to figure out a different way to use you know to warp around the galaxy right we, we they you know the whole thing about this recent episode was they were doing experiments to create wormholes or some other method of travel so they don't have to use dilithium. Um, but anyway, that's just something that I keep thinking about is like, why, why are they all still driving around in ships? It'd be like if gasoline blew up cars one day all of a sudden, but but we're still going to the pump and filling up our cars with gas the next day. Well, <laughs> gasoline does like, blow up if you put fire next to it. You yeah. just have to make certain you don't put fire next to your gas tank. Maybe the point has been that they don't have a whole lot of choice, I guess, is is, yeah, is exactly. the only way I could look at it. But um, but no, it's a great season. I'm really excited by it. And, and I... <laughs> What did you guys think about? I mean, they didn't spend a lot of time with it, but what do you think about all the uh, the little upgrades that they did to the ship itself? You know, yeah. the, the cells that atta- detach now, oh, and all the little you know controls. I still find that somewhat interesting. Yeah, how 
if they're detached, how is it magnetism or how do they keep it so that they don't go? Well, they have all kinds of force fields, you know, you know, tractor beams, force fields, you know, uh, the only thing I keep seeing is all the people who collect and build, build models or collect toys is like, okay, how are they going to do that in a toy? You know, with, with this thing floating out here or whatever. But, um, yeah, the only things that I'm having a little trouble figuring out is those transporter, uh, you know, their little badges that transport them around. Portable they, transporters. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's I get the transporter should have a. They should have evolved to be a lot more, you know, a lot better. The only thing I don't get is how, how does just tapping that thing? How does it know where to take you? You know, you don't do some kind of audio thing. Hey, take me to the bridge. Or, well, yeah. see, that's what I was saying. Because the guy in that, epi- <laughs> that, that one episode, the one crewman kept showing up. Oh, Linus, like, the guy, the guy that looks like a, he looks like, like a sleaze stack for me. Show up in sick bay, or yeah. is it is it hooked to your mind? How does that work? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, some people will just. I'm okay with mostly accepting things like that, but I would like just a quickie little explanation. Like maybe you, maybe you program in a certain tap combination that for certain areas you want to go. You know what I mean? Like you say, you know, there's some little way to say, okay, this, I'm usually going like between my quarters and maybe the bridge or the mess hall and two taps is bridge and one tap is the mess hall or something like that just simply. But it, 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 it I just see these guys just kind of tapping and it takes them yeah. to. Well, even in the yeah. next generation, they'd go two to beam up. Yeah. Tap and hit two to beam up. So it's kind of weird though. But yeah. what I like is that yeah. programmable matter. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's that's cool. I mean, it's it's all it's all pretty neat. I I liked especially the opening episode with the the way they were transporting around to try to get away from those guys, and and then they talked about how it didn't work in water, right, or something. Water blocked it, or something like that, or they couldn't scan through that, or I don't know what it was, but yeah, no, it's a great season, and I think we're yeah we're about a half hour in, so let's shift over to Star Wars world. And uh, and and Mandalorian. So so, Mark, what's uh, what do you think about this season of Mandalorian? So this is season two. We just saw episode. What is it? Episode five, I think we saw. Yeah. So, so we've got three more, I think. So yeah. So uh, again, eight episodes. There. What's I'm that? Yeah. There's Are only there eight. eight episodes. Yeah. There's only eight. Yeah. Short so season. Yeah. So yeah. we'll be done before Christmas then. Yes. Yeah. So yes. what'd you think, Mark, so far this season and, and the recent episode? Love it. I'm <laughs> indignant. I'm I, I want a little baby Yoda so bad. He's so cute. <laughs> or a baby uh, his new name that we found out in uh you know in this Grogu. <laughs> yeah, Grogu. Grogu. It's He's kinda, like, yes. It's kinda growing <laughs> on me. I mean I, I don't I, know about you guys, but when I saw a tona uh, a Tonasoka okay. Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka. I, I just, yeah. I just lit up. I was so happy to see her, and Rosario Dawson is perfect for her. Yeah, she was. She's really, really good. I mean, it's like, I liked her calm. I liked how the fact she was so peaceful and calm at different times. Mm-hmm. She was very Jedi like, mm-hmm. and, and 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 the thing that I liked about it is we also, I mean, I think if you guys have watched, you guys have watched the cartoons, then right? The where where Ahsoka was in the animated stuff, so. What I, what I mean is now it's years later, right? So she should be much less like hot headed and 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 much more at peace somewhat. And I think they, I think they did a good job of showing. Okay, this is older, more mature Ahsoka a little bit, 
You yeah, know, she's a grown woman now. She's no longer yeah, a teenager. She's no longer right. She's no longer a little kid and and uh, doesn't have a master r- ruling her or whatever. So or you know telling her what to do or whatever. But uh, but yeah, what? W- so Mark, tell me a little bit about you know what what was your thoughts about season one and and what have you uh what 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 about season two and what do you think um, maybe a little bit of what do you, where do you think this is all heading? Well, I liked season one. It, it's kind of like Star Wars. It's like Star Wars movie set like in the West. Yes. And he's like a gunfighter yeah. for hire. Yeah, really it's very like- Western. And and Star Wars has always been a little Western, too, especially the original movies, especially the first well, one. one. There was one episode in the first season that was like, wow, did they just totally rip off the Magnific- Magnificent Seven to do uh-huh. this one? Yeah. Because it was. Yeah. And it was really good, though. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You got somebody oh. watching over your shoulder there, Mark. <laughs> oh, that's my wife. I'm oh, like, hi. You told me on a Zoom call for this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we both, we've been married 138 years. She okay. Can, she can do that kind of stuff. That's right. I get you. I have the same I have <laughs> so, the same situation, yeah. So, um, yeah, I like I said, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I was just giddy when I saw her yesterday. Yeah, but, but, um, I agree. I'm, I'm not a big giant Star Wars fan because I don't know who was Admiral Thrawn. Who's he? He I'm going to be punished, right? He is. Uh, well, I'll give you. A, I'll give a quick synopsis. He mostly started in 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 the books. Okay, okay. he was in the books. He's been in the some of the animated stuff. He has. If you've ever seen some of the animated, he has a blue face. His race has got a, a blue face with like red eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically he, he is one of the empire's like top admirals, like a master strategy guy. And they never really showed him during the films, the, the live action films, but he's been in the animated things and he started in, a, in, in the books way back, way back. Basically he started in the books. Even, um, there's an author named Timothy Zahn who wrote mm-hmm. uh, some of the, Really best Star Wars books, especially in that period of time before George Lucas even did the pre the prequel movies in the like what I call the dark time of Star Wars when there was no animated shows. There were no new movies coming like post Return of the Jedi, but before the prequels in like 1999. So anyway, Admiral Thrawn is basically one of the top, if not the top admirals that the Empire had, even though you never see him in the live action movies. And he he pops up now and then in some of the animated shows. Yeah, I think so, I've seen him in one anime. He's blue with red eyes. Yes, exactly. And he has a very sort of the voice that they usually use on the animated show. He has a very calm voice, and but but frankly, he he's 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 a uh, he's a master strategist in terms of like he could take a couple of ships and wipe out like a whole fleet of rebel ships just because he's better than they are generally at figuring out how to handle, you know, ship movements, what to do, you know, chess, you know, think of him as a chess master kind of a character. So, so that's a, a longer thing than you need, but, but basically he's a empire's top admiral. Yeah. And that's obviously Ahsoka's after him, you know, <laughs> she knows he's still out there somewhere, probably with some star destroyers still around or whatever, even though this is post return of the Jedi where the empire is, mostly gone but still there's remnants floating around out there i always have a hard time believing that and i've we've all heard these stories you know you like heard these stories of after world war ii there were japanese soldiers out there still fighting like 
the war was still on, you know, but yeah, I've always found it weird. Like to me, if the empire has gone and they think the emperor has been killed, Vader's gone. Like, why would you still fight for all that? Like what would be, <laughs> I don't, there, there must be a core world somewhere that still has resources. Like you wouldn't, these don't seem like they're that fringe groups out there. They seem kind of organized. You know, you have Darth Gideon out there, right? That guy with um, yeah. the dark with saber, the, the, the dark saber. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a significant, there just basically seems to me like a significant part of the empire is still floating around out there. Well, I, I remember yeah. one of the episodes, they said that since the empire has fallen, the, the governors have become like warlords and they, this is my territory. So yes. it's kind of like gangsters. Yes. And they still have all the equipment they had when they were part of the uh, empire. Yeah. So it's like nobody came to get the, uh, nobody came to get the stormtrooper armor and the blasters back. <laughs> you know, no one recalled all that stuff, you know, like it's like when you leave a job and if you have a, like a laptop for the job or a car or whatever, Hey, you can't just take that stuff with you. Hey, you know, give us that star destroyer back, you know? But yeah, it yeah. it is interesting, and and I I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, especially in a space type saga like this, where it's different if you're in a country, you know, like you know, you don't just keep fighting if you've lost the war. I mean, the, the you know, the it's it's, but this is just huge, you know, vast areas of space, and these systems, you know, fall under the warlord's rule, like you're saying, Mark. So, what else? Um, what else about this season? What, what Where do you think we're heading with this season? What do you think is going to – any predictions? Or There's a lot of stuff that they came came out of that last episode, a lot of a lot of little hints, that's for sure. Yeah, so he's back on the hunt for a Jedi or a Grogu. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ahsoka, Ahsoka did feel, feel like she was capable of it enough, and Grogu's kind of a little bit afraid or has some fear and anger in him, right? And, uh, and plus has attachments yes. to the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And you I know how they are about attachments. <laughs> I like how he still just wants to call him kid, you know, kid. And, and she's like, no, Grogu. All right, then he's like, hey, come on, kid, let's go. And uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a great episode. I have to watch it again. I only watched it once, but uh, I, you know, I, one of the things I've been hearing online is people are worried that now the show is turning into like, oh, look, there's this character this week. Like we had Bo-Katan from... Uh, that she was also in the animated stuff, you know. Yeah. And now we have now we have like Katie Sakura. Yeah. And now we have now we have obviously Ahsoka. So and then they're going to do Thrawn, and and maybe the 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 supposed rumor is that that a young de-aged Luke Skywalker might show up, uh, uh, a de-aged Mark Hamill, because you know this episode sets all this stuff up with um, she says Ahsoka says you've got to take him to 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 a particular place put him here you know and then if a jedi you know feels him in the force he'll come and train him and the rumor you know floating around on the internet has been maybe that'll be luke because luke's this is like post return of the jedi like five years after return of the jedi so we'll see we'll see is he gonna feed him blue milk too (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe he does like to eat he's always wanting to eat grogu he's a growing little growing little guy so uh that was one of the things that was so funny this season when when the uh frog lady he kept eating the frog lady's eggs like yes yeah the eggs and then he stole the the i think the week before episode he stole that that one guy's cookies right he was in the he set him down in that little classroom and he stole the kid's cookies (laughs) and he ate a spider 
Yeah, well, I'd, I, I'm good with eating spiders because I, I don't like spiders. So eat all those spiders, Grogu. Eat them all. So, hey, Quinn, so what are you thinking of, mm-hmm. uh, what are you thinking of Mandalorian? Yeah, what, what, what's your thoughts? different show from the actual movies. The movies have lots of subplots. This has one plot. It goes very linear and it's very scaled down in that sense or whatever. You have one plot. It goes from A to B to C. And it's very, you know, very, very scaled down, which is I like for a TV show. I don't like all the stuff in the background or whatever kind of stuff. So it's like, say, when they go against that monster from from two, three episodes ago. The big spider one, that, you mean? The big spider yeah, exactly. monster? Yeah. Yeah, they had, they went to defeat that and then they got the armor or whatever and then they took, you know, it's very very good plotting or whatever at least that's what i like or I, I don't like all the background stuff or whatever very linear oh yeah yeah i mean it, it's a pretty basic show you know usually yeah. each episode it seems like <laughs> he gets some kind of like somebody wants him to wipe out somebody right it's like yeah all right well job, I'll, I'll, week is a job yeah exactly I'll, I'll help you i'll give you this info but you got to help me with this problem and then well, the next and the next it. week it's it's you know, I feel I f- feel like it's a little like they're giving him these little breadcrumbs, right? He just okay, yeah. you help us do this, and then you can get this, and then you help us, and it, and it's like he keeps. Yeah. It's basically like he's on this quest, right? So he yeah, gets exactly. he gets a job. Well, that's he, why, uh, samurai a, would you know he's gun for hire. Considered the samurai, samurai for hire, or whatever, and all these. That's why I guess a Mandalorian would be, or whatever, or samurai in the ancient. Japan, Japan, or whatever. You go from town to town, town to town, or whatever, doing stuff for all the things, yeah. and then you get something in return, or whatever, and then sure. you go to the next town, and then you do the next thing. Yeah, no, it's he's very much that way, and uh, yeah, I, I I like it a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. The show, and uh, yeah, is there um. Any anything else, Mark, about this season or last season? Any anything that stands out or anything you'd like to see? You think it's a good? They're pacing it well and everything. Or I just want to see more episodes than eight. <laughs> yeah, it's all so really. quick. It's so quick. I want to. I, I really want to know what Garth. Uh, what his name? Moff Gideon. I, I want to oh, know Gideon. More right. Gideon. Yeah, I think I called him Darth Gideon. He's not Darth Gideon. He's Moff Gideon. You're right. Yes. Moff. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Although he's dressed in black, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. the guy—the guy looks like he's basically Darth Vader, you know, without a helmet on. You know, he's got that black outfit with—he's yeah. even got something kind of like on his chest, you know, a chest shield. Yeah, yeah, he's got some kind of weird chest thing. It's like, what do they want the kid for? That's what I want to know. Well, it looks to me like the whole thing with the kid, and and they had that episode—was it two episodes ago—where they showed him in that ship. It looks like they're basically trying to create an army of they're trying to pretty much take the DNA out of little Grogu, stick it in people of some kind, stormtroopers and make them all force wielders, right? You know, like, yeah, like give yeah, give them to... give them Jedi like abilities, give them the ability to use the force from some kind of transfer thing, although it doesn't so far it doesn't seem like it's quite working it, it, you know the way they want it to. Plus the the thing about that idea I keep thinking about is it, it, it it's like it's like the super soldier serum in you know in in um 
you know, in the Marvel Captain movies or whatever. Would, would, would you really want to, like, you're fighting these Jedi who are, like, can take out your whole army. One of them could take out your army. Do you really want to create, I mean, aren't they worried that some of those guys are going to, like, maybe turn on them and, and be uncontrollable? Like, I, I don't know if I want to create a, an army of, of basically stormtroopers who have Jedi abilities. I mean, exactly. I, I, I guess it seems a little... I, I can understand it. You're, they're trying to fight fire with fire, you know. If they're trying, if they're trying to beat any remaining Jedi out there, um, or or just get an upper hand. I mean, they they said in this episode, Ahsoka says there's not many Jedi around, so we we know there's not a lot of Jedi around. But I, it looks to me like that's what they're trying to do with little Grogu. They're trying to, you know, they they said something about you know that first little bit of sample they got from them wasn't mm-hmm. enough to keep their experiments going and. And I don't know, maybe it's sort of related to what they eventually do and revive the the Emperor, even what happens in the, you know, these last movies that they did. Maybe there's some connection there, but it looks to me like they're just trying to be able to transfer what they know about Yoda. And then they they run across, somebody runs across Grogu that looks just like Yoda. So I think they all think that somehow, unlike humans, the, you know, Yoda's species somehow are, are, are very much all force users. Like it's just in their nature, you know, where, where with humans, it seems very rare. It's, it's only like, you know, a very rare human that can use the force like the Jedi can. But for some reason in Yoda's species that those guys are much more force sensitive than, than others. So they're, yeah, I think that's what's going on. I think they gotta, they, they gotta be mindful. Yeah. You know, like Tom, if you breed superior ability, it's superior ambition comes with it. Yep, exactly, exactly. And it'd, it'd be interesting if they do that and they, you know, maybe they give it to a few other guys and one of them basically, you know, becomes like somebody they can't, you know, maybe, he, who knows, maybe joins the Rebels or something like that. But, yeah, we'll see. It's it's interesting, you know, I didn't think they would, I'm glad they're doing it, but I didn't think that they would quickly go to this direction that they are. I, I didn't even think we'd ever really see Jedi around, you know, or anything mm-hmm. like that, because they kind of made a big point, especially in season one, saying they were trying to make their own show. It wasn't going to be like the movies. They weren't. But now they're making all these connections to the uh, to the movies and not just the movies, but the animated series that have come before some of the book stuff. So um, it's I like it a lot as a fan, you know, because they're trying to pull everything together. But I thought it was wasn't going to be quite like that. But it's it's good. Uh, you know, it's real fun. And uh, it's it's. We've never ever had like being able to watch Star Trek and 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 a Star Wars thing new every week on TV. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. And I I still see people out there on the internet, you know, that oh I don't like it. It's no good and all this talk. And I'm like I I don't understand those comments. I just I mean I guess everybody has their own taste, but man they they need to go back to the time where there was nothing new coming out like oh. like. <laughs> You know, they're kind of spoiled, I think, some people, and they're, they're just... They are. Yeah. And it's also this, there's this whole feeling these days where it's either, they either love it or they hate it. There's no in-between, you know what I mean? There's no no gray area of... Uh, anything else about this show, or what do you guys, uh, do you guys think that um, we're going to get like an Ahsoka spinoff series, you think? Or, uh, I, I, I do hope she comes back this season. I'd I like to see her again, but I don't know... If- I want to see her in a series. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Quinn? Yeah, it would be nice if this is the first time they've had the overlap from one 
TV series to another TV They're usually so... Separate? Ahsoka, and yeah. then this series, and until, re- until just recently, they never showed up in any other series. Let's say the droids are in the droids, rebels in the rebels, Mantorian, and there was no overlap between all... Yeah, the, the droids. I, I didn't think about the droids. We could easily have 3PO, C-3PO yeah, show up exactly. or, or R2, right? It would right? be lovely if yeah. C-3PO or, or R2-D2 showed up or whatever, or someone else from one of the other TV or the Well, other. They really, if they really pull Thrawn in, I, I, I do believe the Mandalorian's going to have... There'll be a lot more connection to you know, the new Republic is what it's called. You know, they're not the rebel right. rebels anymore. They're the new Republic, like those X wings that keep chasing him around, you know? Um, right. so he, he's going to probably end up having some contact with them, especially if Thrawn shows up or something happens. So it's not, he can't just keep operating. I mean, he can try to operate out there on the edge, but if he still hooks up or stays connected to little Grogu, I think he's going to, he may end up connecting up with the Rebel Alliance, so we might see R2 and C-3PO and who knows what. But I, I think that would probably end up being more in the next season. So, hey, let's. I'm gonna, I want to wrap this up in about the next five minutes or so, but I wanted to ask both of you guys. Um, also, I always like to find out, besides Star Trek and, and the Mandalorian series, Name like either a TV show, one or two TV series or or a movie or two that you've been watching or something that you else you've been watching that you've been enjoying, maybe that you could recommend to uh, to uh, the people out there, something on on Netflix or one of the other streaming things. Anything else you've been enjoying lately, Mark, on um, besides these shows? Anything well, I'm, else? I'm a classic. I'm a classic movie fan, so I'm really. I, I never heard that before. <laughs> oh yeah, I love movies. <laughs> yeah, that's movies. a surprise. Yeah, so. Um, so my father passed in uh, March, and I've been in. I I got his DVD collection. Oh wow! So I, yeah, I, I'm going through his DVDs, and I and I'm on a western western kick right now. Okay. So I just watched The Wild Bunch. Okay, great movie. Just a really good movie, and uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay. Yeah. Great movies. I know that I know that one too. Yeah. Those are great movies. Yeah. Yeah, I love westerns. I mean, I there there's so much stuff that's in like sci-fi and fantasy that's sort of western based when you think about it. I mean, it's it's really the gunslinger, you know, coming into a weird town which is like a weird planet, right? For I mean, especially Star Wars, I've always felt Star Trek mm-hmm. not maybe quite as much. Sometimes it gets into that area. You know, it was a little bit more like that in like Deep Space Nine somewhat, um, you know, because they were out there in kind of the frontier and they tried to make it a little bit like that uh, and had different species coming in and out of the station each day, you know, like a town. Um, Yeah, Westerns are great. Anything, um, any TV shows that you're watching? Do you watch any series stuff on, on, on any of the streaming services or anything like that? Just the Mandalorian and uh, and Disco Discovery. And Disco, yeah, yeah. I'm, I watch more movies than anything. Have you, you know? have you? I wanted to mention. I've mentioned it on the podcast in recent weeks, but you haven't uh, happened to hear about or check out the right stuff yet, have you? Uh, it, that, no, that's really good. It, yeah, I just saw it yesterday when I was watching the Mandalorian. I want to check that out. Yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it. If if you know from. It's just it, it's kind of interesting to look back on that, you know, that era in the 60s when the, the space race was on and all that. And I, I really that time is so different than 
than anything other time in, in history. You know, it's it's a yeah. good show, really good show. Yeah, astronauts were our heroes back then. There were no yeah, heroes. yeah. I mean, it's it, it, we could use some good heroes right now. But um, all right, Quinn, how about you? What about what about you? Yeah. What what else are you watching? I just finished watching you know, the series finale, fifteen seasons of Supernatural. Oh wow! Yeah, you're. Oh, wow. I, you know what? I, I, I never started watching that. And now I feel like I'm, it's a daunting task if I wanted to yeah, go watch well, it. 15 seasons is a lot. Yeah. Did, lot. Were you happy with, uh, were you happy yeah, with how they wrapped it up? I like the second to the last one better than the last one because it, they went about the, the big bad. They defeated the big bad. Now what are they going to do? And so, oh, I see. Somewhat yeah. Anti-climate, or at least in my view, was somewhat anticlimactic compared to the second, you know, the, the penultimate was closer to the ultimate, you know, but that's just They do that opinion. with shows though. Sometimes, you know, that, that gives yeah. you an episode for what, what my, what my two boys always call it for a lot of hugging, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hugging and, you know, it's a wrap up kind of a thing, you know, where, where yeah, they don't want to like, you know, have the, have them in the last two minutes of the last episode, like you say, get yeah, rid of the exactly. big bad, well, and it gives them a yeah chance to sort of say goodbye. The last one really wasn't connected. Really, it wasn't like to be continued. No, because if you saw the very last episode, there was no really connections to the episode before. It was more or less a standalone episode, but they were all done. You know when they the last four or five or whatever many episodes was filmed let's say in august and september as opposed to because they shut down in march and oh i see so it was sort of like a split continue their episode split season because these yeah. are continuation from the season from before whatever so they when the yeah global pandemic stopped the programming because it would go from march to may so they didn't have I wasn't certain what the time frame is, yeah. how far ahead they are, or whatever kind of stuff. But how about they, any any other uh, any other shows besides that, or or movies no, or uh, anything? Not sci-fi shows. I finished finished watching The Crown about two three days or last Monday. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about that. I you know I'm n- yeah. I've never been in in that interested in in what my wife watches it, but I, it yeah. doesn't really interest me a lot to watch those. British, yeah. you know, history things. Yeah, but, well, I, but I'm hearing good things season, about it. I hear Scully's season, in it from X Files because it, it's set in the '80s. So yeah, if you were around in the '80s, you you know what the stories. It's a fictionalized version of the actual history. So yeah, or whatever. So you know what? Actually, it's not like a shocker. Oh, that happened. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but you get to know some of the behind the scenes which may or may not have happened. It's a fictionalized version of yeah. some of the history. Are you, uh, happen, do you also watch the, the <laughs> other one, um, Downton Abbey? Are you a Downton yeah. Abbey guy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. Then I saw the movie two, three years ago, whatever. I'm a big one for Downton Abbey. Yeah. Or, hey, hey, one last question. Speaking of movies, are, are, uh, hey, Mark, are, are the movie theaters in your area open at all right now, or are they closed? Can you go to the They're movies? Closed. Yeah. They're, I usually go once a week to the movies, but they've been Yeah, I go a lot, too. I haven't, I haven't seen a movie in ages. Yeah, yeah. So they're so closed. Are they closed where you are, Quinn, too? Are your theaters? No, they're still open, but 
at least a good half of them are reruns. You know, let's say what there's Santa Claus, Home Alone, oh. <laughs> and a few of those, you know, those old classic. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, I, I, and there I, is. I'm I miss hoping going. and praying that. Yeah. Do either of you have HBO Max? Are you going to see Wonder Woman? come out on christmas or yeah not? i we have hbo max i have hbo max yeah so we'll, i'll be watching okay. it yeah yeah we have we don't have hbo yeah max, I, I agree with you mark officially or whatever i feel if that you get a vpn or whatever then you can say i'm gonna set the vpn for us and watch it but that's yeah well oh you, they don't have hbo movie. max in in canada no, we have H, we have some hbo programming but they pick and choose there's I see. A yeah. Thing called Crave, which you know has all the yeah the sci-fi stuff from Star Trek and has some HBO stuff, but it's not. There's some yeah. HBO programming on Crave or whatever, and the same with Star Trek. All the stuff from CBS All Access is on. So uh, all the stuff from Show. We have one thing, and then we have stuff from Showtime, stuff from HBO, stuff from CBS All Access. They all go into one streaming service, or so yeah. they choose a little bit from Colin. Oh, it's it's a you know I, B, a uh, little bit from Colin C, you know all those, and they end up all in one place or whatever. Yeah, so I'll tell you, I'm it's when, uh, it's when it's Christmas it's, rolls around, it will. Everybody always wanted, you know, to go to these, like, everybody always complained about cable. So many people said, oh, cable, you know, you get all these channels, I don't watch them. So they wanted, you know, wanted yeah. to go to more a la carte stuff. But now we have, yeah. you know, 12 different streaming services. And you have Netflix, you yeah. have HBO Max. And I, it's Disney funny. Plus, I, I sit down at night and I'm like, okay, Hulu I want to, whatever. Else. I want to watch this show. Like the, for example, the right stuff or whatever. And right. I'm like, okay, which That's one is on that Disney. on again? Is that on, huh? is that on Disney? Is that on HBO? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, and then there's, yeah. And then there's Amazon prime or whatever. I'm just happy that Prime I mean I, I'm I mean even though HBO Max isn't available everywhere at least Wonder Woman I would love I'm with you Mark I would love to be able to see it in the in the movie theater but at least at least we can see it and and then if it's good you know maybe in six months when we all have a vaccine in our bodies you know then we could go see it at the theater if they do a re-release or something but I I think they're getting to the point where they're getting pressure to like you know hey we got to get some money money going for these movies and. uh it's it's too bad. I, I've I've really felt not to talk a, li- a lot about COVID, but but the um, you know I've always thought like movie theaters don't really seem like a super dangerous place to me. <laughs> they have gyms open here, for example, like in Michigan right now. You can go to a gym and sweat next to you know somebody, or well maybe you're six feet apart, but but you can't go to a movie and sit in a seat that's six or more feet apart from other people. You know I I don't you know. I, I I know they've got whatever reasoning behind what they're doing, but I, I don't. I've never really understood why movies seem to have been sort of singled out as being one of the most dangerous places you could get sick. You know, I mean, there are businesses that are open all day long where people are working inside. You know, and and yeah. So hopefully it'll get better. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up, guys. I, I hey, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for taking some time out, Mark, from your. You know, you're in the U.S., so your holiday weekend. And are you doing anything special for the rest of the weekend? No. Or, no? This was Just the re- highlight of the weekend. I said, I've always <laughs> wanted to participate. Oh, I'm glad you did. We'll have to. 
have to do it day. again. I've been trying to, you know, every three or so months to do one of these with the with people on Patreon. Usually we've got a few more. I think everybody got tied up today. But um, hey, yeah, Quinn, you you stay safe in Canada. Do you do doing anything no, more for for your weekend over there? Some online no. shopping. <laughs> I I did get some Star Trek books or whatever. Yeah, they just happened to show up. Or there was listen to the podcast daily star trek news okay i don't i i, I have i think listened to it at some point in time I, i'm not listening yeah, to well, it currently they mentioned there was a star star trek book so i went on to amazon and okay okay let's see if i can get it and it just showed up two days ago or whatever yeah so, I, I i'm I, I have a rough habit right now where i'm reading like you know three different books at the same time i don't usually do that but there's a lot of stuff that's come out there's like for example and, I, and i'm tempted to start this one they just came out with a a, a sequel to ready player one which i love yes. i love that book and I, and i like the movie a lot too so i want to get that and read it probably over christmas wow. time but yeah there's a ready player two a, a good name <laughs> ready player two so yeah and the next one is ready player three obviously probably if there was a third what one. was that mark were you gonna say something before you before you blast out of here oh whatever, sure uh, yeah on the last episode of the mandalorian did you see who the gunslinger was for the magistrate oh yeah Remember? yeah it's it's and i was like it, i saw that and i was like that's my that's my superpower is i know actors and actresses and stuff well you know what was that michael bean that's michael bean yeah from, yeah, from the bean. terminator and watched aliens. And from aliens yeah 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 you know what That's really like, got me about that though is, is for the first maybe few minutes of the episode, it kept bugging me, Mark. I needed you. I needed you here when I was watching. I said, I know who that guy is. I I, I kept looking at him and I said, I know that guy, and uh, and then I had heard even I think before the season started that Michael Bean was going to be in it, and I should have put two and two together. And then and then about midway, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it, it's it's the guy from Terminator and from Aliens. Yeah, it's Michael Bean. Right. So. Yeah, that was so cool to see. Yesterday evening. Yeah, that that was good to see. It, it, I like it when they do that stuff. You know, I don't know how much he's been acting in recent movies or times, maybe, but uh, I'll have to look him up online. But uh, yeah, that was cool to see. I like that, and it was pretty interesting. I I mean, you knew that. I mean, here here's this. I already said spoiler alert way back at the beginning, but you knew when he was setting his gun down. It's like, no. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you know, he's like, I'm not going quiet. You know, he's like, yeah, come on, man. This is the Mandalorian guy there. That Beskar armor, I'll tell you what, though, that stuff, that stuff's pretty tough. That's pretty yeah, tough stuff. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. I'm going to sign off and thanks for joining. And next week, there'll be another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, of course. But thanks. Thanks to Mark and Quinn for for joining me today. Really good to see you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. And stay safe, wear your masks and all that. And, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully we only have a few more months of this. <laughs> this is I can't, I I can't fun, wait. Maybe. I can't wait to, uh, to be able to get out to see people again. It's, uh, ugh. all right, you guys take care. All right. Thanks okay, a lot. Bye. Bye all. This has been a Rick Dosti podcast production.